rifling through those long boxes and bagging those books. Welcome to your home for Star Wars comics. This is the Cosmic Force Podcast, a Utini Podcast Network production. And now, here are your hosts, Tyler Reganti, Emma Park, Caleb Lamanek, and Jacob Bosch. Hello, everybody, and welcome to episode 14 of the Cosmic Force. My name is Tyler Reganti, and tonight we discuss the 2015 Lando miniseries, um, something that is is very near and dear to one of our one of our co-hosts' heart. Um, and we'll get to that in just a second. But uh, before uh, we do, let me go ahead and, and say hi to the rest of my team tonight, because uh, it's been a while. It's been like two weeks, and then it feels like forever since since we've seen each other. So, so Emma, how's, how's it going over there? Doing well, thank you. Um, yeah, really excited to do another roundtable tonight. Um, by the way, Tyler, it's been the first time since I've seen you since your lightning won the chip. Congratulations! Oh, oh wait, <laughs> that happened? Yeah, that's right. I forgot about that. Yeah, as I've as I've got my uh, my official boat parade shirt, uh, my official Stanley Cup champion hat. So uh, yeah, things 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 are good down here in Champa Bay. Congratulations! It feels weird <laughs> thank for. You. A Boston team not to not to be doing so hot, but you know what? That's okay. Congratulations, you've earned it. <laughs> it was uh, it was a lot of fun. Uh, my house is is a big big hockey house, um, so we were all all awake at eleven thirty. Even my five year old was up at eleven thirty watching that so that, worth that, it. Uh, that presentation. So uh, let's move over to Caleb. Caleb, how are you doing tonight? Are you, you first off? I. I I totally forgot that you had this on until just now. Look, look yeah. at this thing. The, look, Caleb is rocking a Lando cape tonight, ladies and gentlemen, and it is the best thing that I've seen. It is hot off the presses. My wife literally put it on me like 10 minutes be- ago. Like she was doing pulling a college all-nighter on this one and I could not be more proud. This is this is something else. I am going to like sleep in this tonight, I think. It's uh, like I, w- I think it's she got- would not appreciate that. <laughs> you got you got I, it's got you gotta make sure you can't wrinkle that. I mean, that's fine. The finest, uh, yeah, uh, bantha silk, it, whatever. It is. It's 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 a nice velvet. So like, you know, it'll change the color depending on how you're looking at it. It's got a really nice. I was gonna say that's, here. Let's like, see the inside. Well, like, we were we were going through Joanne's. Like, you know, like we spent like thirty minutes in there trying to find like the best combination. I've so I was really happy with how this turned out. And yes, everyone needs a cape. It is amazing. So in case you couldn't tell. I am so excited to be here. I think this is uh, this is the show I was looking forward to the moment we started talking about doing a Star Wars podcast. So I want this. I'm, I'm so excited to be here, guys. <laughs> well, I am excited that you're excited. Uh, at last, uh, our producer uh, Jacob, how's it going over there? Uh, as you you're you're still preparing for law school. It's not not, not hasn't happened yet, right? That, that is correct. Yeah. No, I uh, I don't start for another month now. Uh, just add a month, uh, but yeah, it's things are going good. My last day of work is Friday, and I am excited to be done. So put it with that. That must be a nice Co-workers feeling. Co-workers yeah. crying tears of joy or sadness. Well, uh, I found out this week that I'm not the only person quitting, uh, so it's going to be a fun time for all those <laughs> left. So uh, R.I.P. like my two coworkers that remain. Yeah, that's got to be that, that. That's got to be tough. But hey, you're on to to, to bigger and better things, and uh, and we're all all happy for you. As soon as you uh, you, you you do the move and and everything and get settled, uh, it's going to be exciting, I'm sure. But uh, yeah. all right. So if you are joining us for the first time, welcome. 
Um, other than the, the the fact that Caleb normally doesn't have that amazing cape on, we are a Star Wars podcast that broadcasts live right here on YouTube.com slash Utini every Wednesday night at 8 p.m. Uh, if you can't join us live, that's okay. All of our videos are available right here on the YouTube channel and are in its own special little playlist. Uh, and we are also available on all of your favorite podcast platforms on the internet. So whether it's Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, whatever it is that you you, you choose to to listen to your podcast on, uh, go ahead and find us. Leave us some ratings. It we appreciate it. The uh, the fellow fans appreciate it. It makes it easier for them to find us. Uh, and we always love hearing from you guys. Uh, we are also part of the Utini Podcast Network of nearly a dozen shows and a Discord cha- channel at utini.com/discord with more than one thousand members with. Dozens of channels to choose from. Um, the two most popular channels recently has been uh, the High Republic and all of those related channels. Uh, and then the TV shows uh, podcast was pretty. Our channel was pretty pretty popping today. Uh, something about Loki, uh, you know, earlier today uh, got got a lot of people talking. Uh, if you like what you see and you want to say thanks, head on over to patreon.com uh, slash Utini, where for as little as $5 a month, you can gain exclusive access to the entire Utini podcast network of shows, as well as exclusive merch and community events. So um, normally I, uh, you know, do the outline of the show, but uh, since this is Caleb's night and Caleb is just looking, I, every time I look down and I see you in your cape, I just have to smile. I'm going to let you kind of, kind of, kind of do this part here, uh, and, and kind of outline what we're talking about tonight, uh, and, and and kind of lead us off here. Absolutely, we're going to be talking about uh, the Lando one shot. It's a 2015 run, uh, kind of in the beginning when uh, when uh, Marvel was taking over all the series. So, kind of you know, kind of approving grounds of our one of the our great writers, Mister uh, you know Charles Soule himself. So, it's a really fun little. Uh, Ocean's Eleven gone wrong sort of romp, so it's we're going to get a lot more into it, you know, after the uh, the normal shows, after we you know do the poll lists and art of the week. So, Jacob, how about you? How about you take away what came out this week? Because we got some pretty good ones. Yeah, so this is uh, two comic books coming out this week. We got War of the Bounty Hunters number two, uh, The Scoundrels Ball, uh, written by Charles. You know, hey, look who it is, uh, Charles Soule. Uh, pencils by Luke Ross. The cover is by Steve McNiven colorist is Naraj Manan and letters from Travis Lanham. And then we also have Dr. Afra number 12, uh, Party Tricks. Uh, the writer is Alyssa Wong. Pencils from Minkyu Jung. Uh, the cover is from Sarah Pacelli. Inker Victor Olazaba. Colorist Rochelle Rosenberg. And the letter is Joe Caramanga. Before we get any further, I, I, well, obviously the links are down in the description if you want to buy this on Comixology. I'll give you a heads up. I personally, having read these, would read War of the Bounty Hunters first. Um, I saw some people on Twitter actually saying the other way around, and I kind of disagree. Um, they are, they, without spoiling They're anything, wrong. they very heavily overlap. Yeah. And I think it's better to start with War of the Bounty Hunters first. Uh, it's kind of a rising storm, race to crash point tower situation, if you, if you catch my drift. Um, so yeah, I good issues. I yeah, I'll, I'll, we'll go with that. Um, yeah, I agree with you there. Like I agree with that order. Where the bounty hunters first? You know, having read here. both of them, and I I took Jacob's suggestion before I read them, and I couldn't really imagine. I think I'd be very confused if I read Doctor Afra number twelve first. Um, but you know, either way, yeah. I guess you can't really go wrong. But if if you have a choice, probably pick Where the Bounty Hunters first. I, I'll even go as far as to say, if you were like 
trying to budget yourself for this event, I think Afro number 12 might be skippable. I, I would agree um, with that, yeah. And I don't think that's a hot take. I don't no. think it's a hot take either, no. Like I haven't read that one, they're, so... They're both good, um, but there's a significant enough amount of overlap that you really don't miss much by not reading the Afro issue, especially if you're not someone that's reading Afro currently. And And if, and as of now... What you do see in Afra doesn't doesn't seem as as important, especially to this to this arc. Um, right. Once you get once we get back into Afra's independent story, there might be some more significance. But uh, no, I, I I would totally agree with, with with you, Jacob. That it's it's really there's a lot of heavy overlap. More of the bounty hunters, just you know, there's 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 some more there's some better things in that in that issue. So, all right. So my art, yes, we'll, we'll head over to Art of the Week, and my Art of the Week comes from this very miniseries. This is from issue number three of uh, the Lando miniseries from 2015. Uh, the penciler is Alex Maleev, uh, the, uh, and uh, I just like this because it's, it's, it's very, you don't see this busy of a, of a middle spread with, with so few words. Um, usually it's one big panel. Usually it's an action scene, um, but to have you know one, two, th- you know seven different scenes and have a whole action sequence play out with no words, I think it just it was really really cool to see kind of the story being told in just pictures. Um, so that was why I chose uh, this as my art of the week this week. Um, Emma, what do you have in store for us? Yeah, so I have some more Star Wars adventures. Um, this was from a story called Mind Your Manners. Um, the art was by John Samar excuse me, Samarvia. And uh, this was really, okay, so the story itself was really, really fun. Uh, Basically, the premise had to do with um, Luke and Leia and R2 going on a diplomatic mission, but Leia sprains her ankle because Luke kind of crash landed a little bit, and so she can't do this diplomatic mission. So basically, Luke has to go and do these talks with these uh, these aliens, I, d- I don't remember their species name, that have a ton of rituals. And uh, and of course, you know, he messes up big time. So now Leia's got to hobble over and go through this like, uh, in this art here, it's like a gem cavern type of thing. And these are resources that they want for the rebellion. And, uh, you know, she's got to come in and save the day, even though she is injured. And I, I found this story to be really, really fun. And, uh, and this art was really cool with just Leia in that classic New Hope outfit and uh, overlooking this gem mine. It was really, really breathtaking, actually. Would you believe that I read this exact issue today? Shut <laughs> up. Are you serious? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's amazing. No, it was, yeah, I, was, I, I was like flipping through. I'm like, oh, wait, that's Amazon. Uh, apparently, it's the Sarkins. The Sarkins. That yes, yes, yeah. That sounds familiar. Yeah. Um, yeah, really interesting Star Wars Adventures story. This like out of all the, I've been trying to read all of the Star Wars Adventures. I'm almost through, um, but this one has to be my favorite story so far. It was like it was so much fun, and I love Leia and and the art was really cool too. I was going back and forth between a couple panels. Um, so yeah, really solid story. If you're looking for some more Star Wars Adventures, um, Caleb, what is your art of the week? Uh, this one comes from not uh, Shadows of the Empire, but from the Boba Fett series from the uh, 95 uh, it series. The art is by Cam Kennedy, so, you know, that's why it looks with the watercolors and the washed out look. It was like they had a kind of entire range of Boba Fett just doing a lot of stuff. This series is pretty good. I think they kind of missed out 
maybe a slight problem in that Boba Fett talks too much. Mm, yeah. Like, usually a like man of his few words. Quippy one- yeah, and his quippy one-liners turn into, like, two-sentence, like, oviations. I'm like, man, Boba Fett doesn't talk <laughs> as much. So, but it's still really good. Like, if you're you're looking for some more Cam Candy artwork, but you're turned off by the fact that there might be a naked <laughs> Sith Lord in there, don't worry. No nudity in this one. Wow. What a, what a pitch so, for a comic book. No was, nudity in this right. one. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. So, no, I, it was a lot of fun. If you have, I think it's actually coming out in an omnibus, like, towards the end of this year oh, with, like, the, a like, bunch the, of, like, Boba Fett blood, stuff. Was it Blood Ties or whatever? Blood Ties are, like, yeah, I think that's, I think I, think I saw delayed. on w- I Wikipedia. Like, it might be November now, but yeah, yeah. Yeah, I think it's coming out at the end of this year, so it'll be a lot of our Boba Fett stuff that I haven't read, but I think they'll be including this one as well. How about you, Jacob? What have you been reading? Yeah, so my art is from uh, the Knights of the Old Republic, issue number five, uh, with pencils by Travis Foreman and colors by Michael Atiyeh. Uh This is, I don't know, this was very striking. This is a big splash page. And showing um, each half is uh, a different Jedi having, like, this cataclysmic vision. And, you know, one side, it's it's just, you know, like a ship being shot out of the sky this big battle, but the other side is a little bit more interesting because the Jedi having the vision is blind. So you're seeing, you know, her interpretation of something uh, as she sees it, as like the force allows her to see, even though her eyes uh, don't work. Uh, so I thought it was a very interesting contrast. Um, there's like another spread where it shows two other Jedi having a vision, but this one with the, the vision from the blind Jedi, I thought was pretty striking. So that's that a really cool concept itself. Eyes. Like that makes yeah. me want to read that. <laughs> It's. I'll get into it, but it, it's good. Awesome! Can't wait to hear more. So, n- yeah. Next, we got our community submission. Oh yeah, and that was from uh, Discord user Moonflyer, aka Dave. Uh, this one comes from the uh, Solo adaptation. I think it was issue number one. Uh, you know, Cav showing him flying his ties during his time with the Empire. Something we didn't see in the movie itself, but the comic has a couple scenes about it. So that was kind of fun to see that. I know we kind of got a whole mini series like. Uh, I forgot the term. For what oh, it was uh, called, like the Imperial Han- Academy. Yeah, Imperial Han- Cadet. Or, yeah, Cadet. Yeah, that was Cadet, it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so we kept Cadet. Yes. Imperial Cadet. Yeah. So we saw that entire series play out, but it's still nice to see it. You know, some references there to see him actually in a uh, in that tie pod and you know zooming away. So thank you for that submission. Uh, that was pencils by Will Sliney and colors by Frederico Blee. So you know, hit us up on Discord. We'll. Uh, might be featuring your artwork next yeah that week. art is really cool i love the use of um purple there like i love yeah, the that's color what purple. really stands out uh, and it's like i love 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 when star wars is purple <laughs> even base window you know it's easy yeah exactly. sometimes it's easy to make space black <laughs> but you know when you get nebulas and star patterns and all like that that's where it's speaking fun. of mace windu we are doing Sh- uh, shatterpoint roundtable tomorrow night on legends look back so if you want more purple come join us <laughs> All right. Yeah. All right. For <laughs> for for what we're reading reading this week, we're gonna we're kind of gonna kind of condense it because because we all kind of talked and and other than the Lando comic and 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 the High Republic comics and novels and War of the Bounty Hunters, we're pretty much all all reading the same thing. But uh, we did want to highlight one thing that that Jacob's been reading because he's got a a, a new addition to his his collection. And um, have you been are you, are you ready to lift this thing? Yeah, yeah, I did my stretches. I got my wrist braces on. Um, so I blame fully. Uh, not so much Jared, actually. Normally I blame Jared, but I think this is more Scuba Joe and Discord. Um, I got my 
the Old Republic uh, Omnibus. This thing is in a monster. It weighs, I weighed it the other day, and it's around seven and a half to eight pounds. And uh, yeah, it's, I think, 1134 pages of sweet, wow. sweet uh, Old Republic goodness. And uh, yeah, it's been, I've read about two volumes of it so far. It's been a lot of fun. Uh, and I, I love it. Um, I just need like a book stand to actually read it. But yeah, I would highly recommend it. Uh, it's been it's really interesting because it's a Jedi focused story that focuses uh, on a Jedi that isn't like the best of their class. Like it's like, like the worst. Yes, <laughs> it's like bad. Like it's like I remember reading that. Like I guess it was like eight ten years ago. It's like wow, this is really <laughs> interesting because I love it when like Star Wars doesn't focus right. on Jedi. Uh-huh. So when I was reading it and it's like oh another Jedi story. Oh wait. He sucks at this whole thing. <laughs> yeah, it's like it's like compared to the High Republic, which of course I love so much. It's like you have Vern, who's the best ever, and uh, Reith, who's the top of all of his classes, and Lula, who's also somehow the top of all of her classes. And it's like, well, where's like the mediocre Jedi? And it's apparently it's 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 in this giant <laughs> tome of a book. So I yeah no I've been digging it so far. I'm I'm excited to keep reading that. Um so. I got the Dustin Weaver cover. Uh, I was like lazy because people were talking about it in Discord for like months. And I'm like, I might want to get that, even though it's all on Marvel Unlimited. So I don't need this, but it looks cool. So I'll maybe buy it. And then I just waited and then I just walked in my comic shop when it came out and just picked up the one they had. So, yeah, it works. That's usually how it goes when you go into the in the, in the comic shop. You, you you buy things that you never even thought you were going to buy before you walked in those doors. And that's yeah. also what happens when something's pretty. And you don't need it. You buy it. <laughs> yeah. It's just a fact of life. <laughs> and that's why here I have how many Funkos? Me? Uh, uh, did, did you hit 100 yet? Or Technically, yes. Because of my pile of loot, I now have all the Bad Badge Funkos uh, in okay. there. So, like, technically I'm a little over 100. But, like, in my possession currently, I have 99. It's a problem. I'm... I'm mm-hmm. I, I feel like I'm catching up to you, but when you say that your Bad Batch is is already in your pile of loot, then I feel like, oh, well, you're going to get it before mine. <laughs> so. F- Funko Force 99? Oh, yes. 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 So, again, we're going to be talking about probably one of my uh, favorite uh, series here, Lando 2015. Uh, this was uh, written by Charles Soule, who we've you know touched on multiple times throughout this entire um, run of our podcast here. He's probably... One of the better writers out there. He's pretty good, wouldn't you say, guys? He's all right. He does yeah. his job well. Yeah, he's all right. I'm glad they kept him around. Um, one thing that person I do wish they had kept around was the penciler, uh, Alex Maliev. You know, he did some work on the Leia miniseries and did some variant covers, but I really like the art in this one, so I would love to see him come back and do another series. Uh, the cover artist was uh, Lilani Francis Yu, uh, did a bunch of art for the uh, Rebel Jail arc for the mainline series, and edited by uh, Jordan White and Heather Anos, a bunch of people with tons of titles under there. So they'll just have an all-star cast of Star Wars um, creators, or people, creators who would become all-stars in the Star Wars universe. Really, really good. Yeah, for sure. I mean, anything written by Charles Soule, you know it's going to be good, so... Um... Yeah, it's, it's solid stuff all around. It, it's really cool to see some of his earlier work in Star Wars for sure. And I wanted to take a, I wanted to note that that Heather Antos, one of the assistant editors for Lit, this is actually an editor 
uh, for the High Republic Adventures uh, comic oh. that is out now. So Very cool. uh, she's been oh. with uh, with Star Wars comics for a little while, and uh, just it's nice to 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 continue to champion those that are involved with the with the High Republic and then modern comics. So I wanted to wanted to point that out. I'm actually pretty nice. sure I saw someone talking about her being like with the IDW side of things in Discord this week, which was like, oh, they're like, yeah, she's editing this now, like news to me I was like <laughs> i was like we try and keep track of everything but like yeah editors and like yeah stuff like that that, that like higher level uh, staff is kind of i mean we love you we love tom and discord but that's kind of where i start to it's harder for me to keep track of that mm-hmm. there's a lot of you know behind the scenes work there which is important but it's harder to like it's not exactly like they we follow them on twitter because they don't have a lot of big things to tweet um, as I said, this was published between, uh, in the latter half of 2015, released on a trade paperback, and I think there's a, it was out on hardcover with, uh, what was it, Heroes for a New Hope, with both the Leia series and the Chewie series, mm-hmm. so, you know, it's all, you know, really good stuff happening, happening, I think the timeline-wise is right after the Battle of, uh, Yavin 4, or right Technically, before? Technically, Wookiee has it as zero BBY, so... Yeah, well, I know Leia's obviously mm-hmm. is after because she deals mm-hmm. with Alderaan stuff. And I'm assuming Chewie, I think, is in the Rebellion, so I think his is also Yeah, after it's, as uh, well. that one's off but, after uh, yeah. as well, because the, the uh, metal is a plot point. Oh, that's oh, right, 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 yeah, right. I forgot yeah. about that. So it's probably right in that same sort of time yep. frame there. Mm-hmm. So. All right, well, thank you for that background info. Uh, and I, I think I know what your rating is going to be, so I'm going to come to you last. Um, but I want to go around the room and, and kind of get, have everybody's uh, initial rating and, and super quick uh, impressions. I'll go first. Um, I had fun with this. This was, you know, Soul writes a great story. Um, it was enjoyable. Um, so I'm going to give it a, a, a solid you know, 8.5. Um, Emma, what about, uh, what about you? Yeah, so I I really enjoyed it. I had fun. The thing is, it's like I don't know I don't know what it was about this story. I had a little bit of a hard time getting started with it. Um, it felt like it had maybe a little bit of a slower start. I don't know if it's because it was like typical Lando or something like that, but I did enjoy getting to learn more about um Lobot and getting to see some more adventures and that Emperor the Emperor's ship was like really, really cool to see. And the Sith lore mm-hmm. stuff also is really cool. So I'm going to give this one an eight. Nice. Okay. Jacob, what about you? Oh, that is Caleb. This is me. <laughs> um, yeah. So I think plot-wise is not my... I don't think it's the strongest, like, yeah, story. I think the characters is where it really shines. And, it. I mean, it does a very good job with its characters. Like, I mean, how... Like, I, I'm, I care about Lobot. And I yeah. should care about Lobot. So... I think on that alone, the the character, the strength of the characters, uh, I'm gonna give it probably an eight as well. All right, all right. So so now we come to Caleb, and and, and I hope that our our scores didn't insult you too much because I know we. <laughs> oh no no no! Like you know, one of my good friends, like after we like I didn't like it. I'm like, well, I guess we can't. Be <laughs> no, um, I think like I I think I'm going to have to give this a ten. This is my favorite. I this is what I want from every single single Star Wars series. This is my first ten. I'm going to. Put it out there. Nice. All right. We have All right. a perfect I, I'm, ten. I'm, yeah, I'm gonna be very interested to hear to hear your 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 perception on this because, um, like I said, it's it, it's an interesting book. Um, but why don't you go ahead and get, kick us off with the summary of uh, of issue one, Caleb? Absolutely. Issue number one: 
Star Wars Lando 2015. So Lando and Lobot are in it bad with a local crime boss, Papa Tovin. Uh, in order to finally wipe away their debt, all they have to do is do a single, just simple job. They just, you know, they have to uh, gather a bit of a crew so they, they can uh, take the mission out. So they gather the uh, two twin fighters, Pavlov and Aliskin, and their uh, professor, the brains of the operation, Sava Korin. They assemble and execute their plan flawlessly. It goes great. They sneak into a blue dock, a space dock, and steal, well, black dock, steal the uh, Imperial pleasure yacht, and fly away scot-free. Sounds right. like every Lando story, except, except the- something wrong happened. Well, the, the, the start of every Lando story. The, the start always the goes thing. great. If you're Lando oh, wait, and more. something goes right... You got to be a little suspicious. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so I'm assuming things don't go so well in, in, in issue two, right, Emma? This is this is true. This is true. There's major major trouble on the horizon. Um, so the ship they stole was uh, we find out is called the Imperialis, and it's the personal vessel of Emperor Palpatine. Um, and basically, Palpatine is throwing everything in his power against Lando and his uh, uh, band of thieves um, because. There's a lot of important artifacts in this ship, to say the least, and Palpatine does not want it lost. Like, there's three Star Destroyers that show up. Like, it's it's big, and it's huge. So uh, they evade these um, main threats, um, but they're unaware that a pair of Imperial Guards lay in wait for the intruders, and uh, they mort- mortally wound Lobod. He just stabs right through to the chest, and boy, his implants do not like that so big uh uh-oh a little bit of a cliffhanger going into issue three here so jacob tell us what happens next yeah so uh it's uh not not a good time for lobot it's not not great to get stabbed straight through your shoulder chest area um so yeah lando rushes him to the uh, ship's med bay to throw him into the back to tank before his cybernetics completely take over his mind because well yeah i guess we haven't mentioned it lando was or lobot wasn't always like you know, he spoke. Yeah, he was, yeah, he was. He was. He, he was. A, he was. You know, a normal person. Yeah. Uh, just with this little computer on his head. Uh, so they throw him in there to rehabilitate while he goes to take care of the guards. Uh, as the twins, the twin cat dudes were fighting that, uh, and then um, they were managed to overcome them. The guards have been corrupted by the dark side, and when we enter the room they were guarded, we find many, many priceless Sith artifacts, including one you might recognize um, from some other comic books. Yes. Um, that was uh, that was actually probably the, the, the moment that I was most hyped for. Um, and that helmet, that artifact is none other than the helmet of uh, I'm going to butcher this. It's Momin, right? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Morden. Darth Momin. No, well, yes. Darth Morden, yes. <laughs> um, Eric's dog. So yes, while while going through the Sith artifacts, uh, one of the twins is influenced by the dark powers of Lord, uh, Lord Moment and betrays the group, um, and f- causes Lando and um, the rest of his group to uh, flee deeper into the ship. Um, but what Lando doesn't realize is that in addition to um, the Imperial Star Destroyers that uh, were after him in the early episodes. Our earlier issues, the Emperor has also hired a bounty hunter named Chanath Cha, uh, flying in a, a very familiar ship, for those of you who are who are big prequel trilogy uh, uh, fans. Uh, and that ship is finally caught up with uh, the Imperialis. 
and uh, he is, uh, she is trying to get herself onto the ship uh, to execute um, Palpatine's directive because she has been told to capture the ship at all costs. But if she can't capture the ship, then she needs to destroy it. So that is what her intentions are. Um, and that leads to the epic conclusion in issue five. And so, Caleb, go ahead and take us home. Exactly. Tramped up uh, aboard a haunted ship, uh, uh, Chanath Cha sets the self-destruct as uh, Lando runs to get Lobot out of the medical bay, dodging and defeating the corrupted, uh, now twin, lightsaber-wielding uh, cat people. Locked out of the escape pods in a last desperate moment, Lobot allows his cybernetics to take over his body and soul, allowing him to actually open the door so that him and Lando can escape. Um, you know, as they uh, run out of the escape pod, there's a you can't have almost tragic message, you know, in a recording played by now Robot Lobot as Lando uh, and him escape out into the uh, wild of space with honestly nothing to show for this except a massive loss. Yeah, this last scene reminded me a lot, spoilers for Civil War, like a 15-year-old comic book, uh, is at the very end, Captain America dies, and, like, Tony Stark is, like, left with, like, having to, like, mourn over this, over his friend, over a fight that, like, in the end didn't amount to anything. So, I I, I thought this was very similar, where, like, Lobot's still alive, but, like, the person Lobot is, is kind of gone mm-hmm. for this this moment. Yeah, and this is this is the Lobot that we come to that we're we eventually get introduced to, uh, in Empire Strikes Back, and and you know the mute cyborg, you know sort of sort of being that uh, that we see. So uh, so all right, um, that was the the, the plot there, uh, Caleb. Let's. I think you wanted to get into some character talk here, right? Yeah, let's kind of dig into some of these characters here. I got a couple of bullet points. So let's obviously start with the title character, Lando himself. You know, normally, you know, heroes have a character growth in arc here. And, you know, while this is Lando's story, it's not like we saw too much, you know, growth because it's hard to set up like huge arcs for a character that have already been established in the movies. Um, You know, how do you see Lando from the beginning versus the end? Do you think he's seen a lot change here in the last bit or what? I I don't think he really changes. I think we see why he changes later. I think this is setting Mm -hmm. up for his his growth from the the Baron administrator of Cloud City to where he becomes the general of the the rebellion. Like, yeah, I don't... He's just starting to deal with the consequences of his actions when this issue when the arc ends so i don't think he really has the chance to grow he's still in it for the job for most of it and yeah he like shifts his priorities to help his friends and try and get out of there alive but i yeah i I think he's still blando for the most part he don't think he's really experienced that change yet you took the words right out of my mouth at the end of this comic i don't think there's any change but i like to imagine that the way he changes in Return of the Jedi is because of this message, and and I and I like to and, and it, it seems pretty evident, but I'd also like to think that his actions in Star Wars, uh, the main title twenty twenty, are a direct mm-hmm. callback to this conversation, and 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 this is the conversation that is driving him and his actions in twenty twenty. So, as I close book five, is he changed? I don't think so, but. 
does this start him down the path? I I I like to feel like like that that that's the start of his of his journey to change. Yeah, Emma, what about you? Yeah, like so, I'm gonna throw a little bit of a curveball into this whole discussion here. I think we see like in the first um, first few pages, I think we see some change, and I, I'm gonna say this because. I would have expected Lando to just steal that artifact from, uh, you know, his uh, imperial governor, uh, governor's like room, to steal it without mm-hmm. telling mm-hmm. her that he was going to steal it. Um, I would have expected him to just like s- like sneak it out and not say anything. So yeah. to me, it's like okay, we're already starting with a little bit of growth, and I part of me wonders like where that came from. You know, I think we see a much more compassionate Lando. Uh, in this with like his relationship with Lobot um, and and his care for Lobot that we hadn't really seen before. I mean, we see it much more now in the Star Wars 2020 run. But, you know, I think we do sort of get a hint that something is about to change, but we just don't have enough uh, story in this time frame to see a big change. Exactly. You know, and as I said at the beginning, it's kind of hard to set up big character mm-hmm. moments and big character changes for pre-established characters. But, you know, it, you know, it is nice to see these, like, seeds, like, after the fact, thrown into these characters. So we can't, like, have him become a different person, but we can see and give him opportunities for him to think that maybe he should be a different person. And, you know, we see a lot of that in, like, the Star Wars 2015 mainline series with, like, Luke and, and Han and Leia and, like, their character growth over the time period. But it's definitely, it's always really nice when you get, like, something new there. Yeah. Sure. I, I, I see that. Um, I, I don't know why I, I didn't realize this. Um so the Star Wars 2020 mainline is also written by Charles Soule. So when mm-hmm. I sat there and said, I feel like there's a direct callback between the end of this book and 2020. Well, uh, there, there, there is. probably is if you've got the same writer. Yeah. No, I'm definitely excited to see what he, where he takes it after War of the Bounty Hunters. I don't think we're really going to see the Lobot story progress in that. But to see, yeah, see if we can get like... You know, we got teases in Operation Starlight of, well, maybe we can still rescue Lobot. And maybe Lobot has a future. So I want to, hopefully that goes somewhere. I'm excited. Uh, But yeah, it's great to see Charles Soule have that opportunity to explore these characters a little bit more. Exactly. One of the best things about comics is their long form storytelling. So we can get payoff to like these story beats six years later. And that's, that's always exciting. Um, another kind of point I wrote down here about Lando is that, you know, if, when you're reading the series, like in the middle part, he's just constantly butting heads with uh, Sava Corin, the uh, Ugnada professor, about, you know, how she sees her nature all the time. And because she literally lost an eye because of one of Lando's previous schemes off screen. So, like, you know, she's constantly saying, well, why haven't you betrayed us yet? Just cut and run. That's what Lando does. And Lando's like, I've never done that. So. What do you think, you know, who has a better, this is like a weird, like super meta question, but who has a really better idea of who Lando is? Lando himself or the people that he has worked with and interacted mm, with? I think the people he's worked with for sure. Like, like yeah. it, for it, it's interesting that you bring up Sava Corin because I kind of wonder, like, he's friends with a lot of Ugnaughts, right? Or, 
or mm-hmm. you know they work yeah. for him on Cloud City. I wonder what that's all about. Like, um, I'd love to know more more about like why he seems to have a lot of Ugnot counterparts. But uh, but to answer your question, like I think definitely uh, the people that work for him definitely see his true side, and Landa I think sees himself with uh, rose colored glasses for sure. Exactly. And maybe finally being confronted with someone who's like, no, Lando, you're the absolute <laughs> worst. I'm only doing this because of the money, and I know you're going to betray me eventually. Maybe that also sets up some things for his, like, change down the line of, like, wait, people do think I'm an actual scumbag, not just some, you know, rich, you know, you know, looking uh, scoundrel? Like, I'm, you know, maybe that helps make him realize that his rose-colored version of himself isn't quite what he's uh, seen himself as. Yeah, and I think you see a lot of characters reinforcing this idea. Like you have you have Chanith who like she's like I won't help you, but Lobot's here, so I will help mm-hmm. him. And you're just mm-hmm. kind of a casual. You you are being helped indirectly because of Lobot. And then at the very end, with Lobot in the escape pod with him, Lobot's like I you know through the recordings like I knew what was gonna happen. Like unfortunately, like we couldn't like we couldn't get out of the game, and you kept going to and going in and going in, and you need to quit because I like I know you, and you're gonna get someone hurt that's beyond me. And and I I wonder as as you guys are talking, I was thinking about this: is that do you think that he knows? Maybe he doesn't see himself with rose colored glasses, but by constantly going job to job, by constantly being on the move, it doesn't give him the time to sit and reflect about all the truth that everybody else says about him and that how he does consistently put his friends in danger and people, he always seems to escape just fine, but, but there's a, a, a path of destruction behind him. And I'm wondering if, you know, that's why he's constantly moving from job to job. He's constantly looking rather than staying and fighting. He flees because, well, that's that's the easier thing to do. And I can just move on to somebody else who knows me because I've got the charm. I can I can, you know, somebody who doesn't know me, I can charm them out of, you know, out of anything. So I, I that's that that's something that, that I that I think is if this was a if there was a, this was a novel, I could see that sort of character development be to be be used for for Lando. Absolutely. So, speaking of Lobot, Emma, do you have any uh, thoughts about him? Any discussion questions? Yeah. For the so, class? first of all, you know, I want to open up uh, this this character section uh, by starting with something from Mike in the chat, who wrote, "Lobot is to Soul as Jackson is to Cavan," and this is wow. just so true. Yeah. It's so true yeah. because we have uh, Lobot in he wrote Lobot in uh, in this series, Lando, and then. Uh, we see a lot of La- uh, sorry Lobot in uh, in Star Wars 2020, so I just thought that that was uh, really interesting to point out for sure. <laughs> for a character who does all of like touching his smartwatch <laughs> during the uh, during the original exactly. film, that's it. He touches his smartwatch. And exactly. That's it. Sometimes that's all you need to create like a like a massive fan of someone. You know, you just gotta look cool and touch your smartwatch. Um, but yeah, so Lando, uh, sorry, I keep saying Lando. It's Lobot. There's a lot of L characters. Um, Lobot has the most growth of anyone in this story for sure. Um, so how do you guys feel about him now after, maybe after reading some of the Star Wars 2020 and then looking back at this and seeing how Lando cares for him and Lobot is really one of the most selfless people I think we've ever seen in Star Wars storytelling, perhaps? What do you guys think? I want a story 
because clearly at the beginning of this, this is not their first their first heist mm. mission. I want to see mm. that story, but I want to see it from Lobot's perspective. Oh yeah, I, I want to know what their history is, and I want to see where the relationship started, where the how the relationship got to this point. But I want to see it with with Lobot as the driving uh, character in, in in that story. So tweet at Charles Soule <laughs> that we want a Lobot uh, miniseries. There you go. Don't do that. You, you're don't yeah. Like real talk, you're not supposed to tweet creators about like things you want to see because exactly. it can act- actively like discourage them and make them not able to do that thing. Right. So we'll just so uh, don't Twitter tweet bomb your, your ar- any author. That's not cool. Yeah. That's just, not just, cool. You can scream at us in Discord about how much you want. Use it, the and force. We'll, we'll with you. Use the force right. and then and send it send it to 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 Soul via the force. That way, there's no paper trail mm-hmm. that any legal team can say, "Oh, this wasn't your idea." Yeah, yeah. No, Lobot. Lobot for me went from a yeah a character that yeah just touched his smartwatch. His head lit up at one point, and his eyes open, and that's like I mean that's Lobot. Lobot didn't matter. Like I had no I had no negative or positive feelings. I had no feelings at all towards Lobot, and that come out of the story like you know feeling the tragedy of Lobot. Like who's more who has a more tragic backstory, Anakin Skywalker or Lobot? <laughs> I don't know. Like come on, like. Anakin Anakin was all about selfishness and yes he came from a troubled background and wasn't given the support he needed but Lobot you know did everything for his friend and in the end paid mm-hmm. the price his, for it so his brother like yeah, he, they call you each other like, brother you were like all the a time. brother to me Lobot <laughs> and and what's and what's worse is being betrayed by someone f- out of villainy like you know Anakin betrayed the Jedi order out of an act of villainy but you know Lobot you know, I'm not saying Lando betrayed Lobot, but Lando was the one who got him into that when situation. When Lobot said it was a bad Lando's, idea. Yeah, Lando forced, like, he put his friend into that situation unaware that, you know, aware that it was going to be dangerous. And Lobot was the one who paid the price. Yeah, for sure. I know. I, I definitely feel heartbroken for Lobot throughout so many of these stories, and I never thought... You know, when I was little watching Empire Strikes Back, I never thought I'd care for that dude with the weird thing on his head. But <laughs> here we are. You know, <laughs> here we are when we all care about him. Um, so mm-hmm. another question I have for you guys about Lobot is, you know, he seems to be very trusting of, of Lando and, and kind of, you know, he, he sticks with him, even though things with Lando aren't always, they don't always end up great. And Lobot acknowledges that. And Lando always has an excuse. So, do you think that Lobot's faith in Lando is misplaced at all, um, Tyler? I want to start with you. So, I when I when I when I saw this question, I I, I put some thought into this. To me, Lobot is the parent of a troubled child, mm. and says, I, "I I know there's good in you. I know that you're better than you 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 think you think you are. I you're you're but." You've got to do it. You've got to do, and that's what the, and that's what I feel. This whole message is is at the end at the end of this book is, uh, be who I see you to be. Be live up to the potential that I have in you. Um, and and, and so uh, do I. Do I think it's it's misplaced? No. Do but at, that's what makes the story so tragic is that I think Lando, like we said, eventually does make a turn. You know, turn for the better. And I think that it's Lobot's. You know, Lobot is the reason for that, but unfortunately, Lobot isn't around to see it. You know, or, or maybe he is. Maybe we eventually will 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 see him. You know, return. But 
that's how I, I how I how I saw this as you know a, after I got done with it and I saw that question I kind of kind of thought about it was was I wouldn't say it's misplaced it's just it's tragic that he saw his potential before Lando did and wasn't able to see it see it to fruition. Yeah, that's a really interesting way to put that like a like a you know parent of a troubled child. That's really interesting to look at it that way because certainly it feels like they have a dynamic that's not quite friends it feels Mm -hmm. like something more hierarchical in a way um i don't know it's hard to describe but but i think that you're getting really close to to what that relationship might look like if we were to put it in earth terms (laughs) uh jacob what do you think on this yeah i think yeah going to that relationship it's uh, yeah it's definitely saying like kind of like tyler was saying it's definitely more familial where you know, it's not your friend where you're, you you pretty much mostly like each other for the most part. You don't you're not fighting because you have that choice to be with each other. You can choose not to. Where we're family, you know, for most part, you you're stuck with them and you kind of make the most of it. You you go back and forth. Sometimes you hate each other. Sometimes you, you love each other. But I I think that that bond you for is often uh, the strongest part of that. So I think that's somewhere with Lando and Lobot. Where yeah, Lobot disagrees with them a lot Lobot might not see um see the same way as Lando and might not yeah be as gung-ho for all the jobs they're doing he just wants to settle his debt and be done um but he cares for Lando at a a deeper level um and that's why he keeps coming back and why like why he keeps trying to get him on, on the straight and narrow exactly yeah I think Lando like, I don't think Lobot necessarily has misplaced his trust in Lando, because we see throughout that series that, like, Lando's priority, priorities are, it's, like, it himself, like, it's Lando, then it's, like, Lobot just behind him. Like, his is, Lobot is, like, the person he cares about more than anyone else in this entire heist. Like, the moment he gets wounded, he drops everything and gets him to the med bay. Like, you know, it's, you know, when, after Lobot loses his mind to cybernetics and they're in the escape pod, like, as, you know, Lobot says in his, like, thing, ah, I, you know, this triggered when the moment you, I hear you say the word cure. And I figured that didn't take long. And it didn't. It took him, like, two speech bubbles for him to say, I'm going to help you, Lobot. I'm going to do everything in my power. And, like, so, Lo, like, Lobot knows that Lando cares about him and will drop everything for him. And, you know, even if Lando is a bag of, like, mess like everywhere he goes trouble follows he still knows that lobot is uh lobot knows that he's number one in uh lando's like calculation so he knows lando will drop everything for him so i don't think it's misplaced it just you know lando's a troublemaker yeah i agree with everything you guys said like i i think it's it's good that lobot has faith in him but you know lando just gets everybody into trouble it's it's just kind of what he does it's his you know, it's almost like Lando's the one that trusts people too much, has a little bit too much faith in others, um, if, mm. we, if we look at it that way. But, um, yeah, so that's all for, for Lobot in this character section. Tyler, I believe you're going to uh, lead us through talking about the heist crew. Yeah, so so that's, you know, we, we, we lumped the rest of the heist crew kind of together, and, and I kind of wanted to go around the room uh, and say, you know, ask what... what what was your favorite of the the extended party here? Was it uh, Sava uh, Corin? Was it you know we we can even throw in uh, Shanath Cha uh, you know because 
by the end, he she kind of, you mm-hmm. could say that she kind of joins the crew. Um, so Absolutely. so I want to go to Jacob first, and I want to ask ask you what uh, who was your favorite favorite uh, of the extended party? Yeah, so I'm glad you uh, you blessed the selection of Chanth Cha <laughs> because I was going to say it anyways because I mean she's obviously the best character here. Like oh, yeah. she's by far the most interesting. Like I, it's definitely like S tier Chanth Cha, A tier Saba. And then like D tier the twins, <laughs> like they're I mean they're they're cool, but they're just here to like be like cats the that muscle. fight things. Uh, so yeah, they're the muscle. Uh, so yeah, definitely Chanth Cha is the most interesting character out of the bunch. So do you rate the twins Mo- that low because they're only good for one thing, or because they end up turning? On, on on the rest of the crew, I, I like you can turn on people. That's fine. That can be a cool, fun story bit. But they're just not it, like they're nowhere near as interesting. Partially because they don't talk basically the entire story, except for like twice. The end. Yeah, they're like, oh wait, we're gonna kill you, so you can hear us speak now. It's like, okay, well, all right, Emma, what about you? Yeah, so I'm gonna disagree with Jacob here a little bit. I did like seeing uh, Chaneth Cha, you know, a a, a female sort of adversary there. I, I do like that. We love that. But I have to say, I was far more interested in Sava Corin. Um, not at first, but once we sort of moved along and she was like, is it, am I using the correct pronouns? She, she, um, she was talking about, uh, what she studied and, and before, uh, uh, the, the beginning of the empire, she studied like, Jedi and Sith lore and then when the Empire took hold she was no longer allowed to study that because it was frowned upon and I found that to be so interesting because she's she's basically like this repository of knowledge and there's probably not that many more beings in the galaxy that know that much about the Jedi or Sith because many of them were killed off probably in Order 66, the Jedi themselves. So I thought it was very interesting to have this character uh, with a lot of knowledge about the Sith. And honestly, it just it just goes to show that the Empire really controlled many facets of people's lives, including what they can study and talk about and what's frowned upon and what's not. They had just an insane amount of control and this definitely shows it absolutely plus i I really liked having her dynamic yeah. with lando like mm-hmm. the history there and like constantly stepping on lando's foot like yeah no you're a bad <laughs> person lando like i don't really trust you and i don't like you and that like the dialogue they constantly have it was really nice to have that kind of um foil to lando yeah, she, she won't let him get away with when, anything <laughs> right and but and yet with all that hatred when 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 um Chanth first catches her she's like i'm alone like 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 rather than at the same at the same mm. time she had every leading up to that point you have you you would have every reason to believe he's she's like i'm not the leader that guy over there in the in in, in the cape he's he's the one you want but she doesn't like yeah. and so that's i'm i'm also on 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 team team Savacorn, um because she's a fascinating character she's a it's just like Emma, like you said, the fact that she was a uh, studied Jedi artifacts, um, that is really fascinating to me. And and if I'm somebody in Lando's shoes who's looking for scores and looking to make a quick buck, I mean, having somebody like that in your corner in a positive way, I mean, you could definitely. 
have her, I mean, I don't know what is available from a research perspective anymore, but um, I could see that being a very profitable relationship if, if, yeah. if she's able to, uh, to find some artifacts for you and, and find those sellers of, of those artifacts, like she was saying. So, yeah, I'm, I'm also on Team Sava. Um, Caleb, were you saying you were also, also team, team Sava? Um, you know, actually, I think I'm on Team Jacob with <laughs> Team uh, Chanis Cha. I think, like, one thing that was, like, spoiler warning, she hasn't di technically died yet, so she's still out there. I'm really excited to see if she comes back. I was looking on Wikipedia there, and it looks like she was, like, mentioned in a couple of, like, the most recent oh. Vader comics about, like, Bounty Hunter. I'll, so I'll get there with, with uh, Easter Egg Talk. Nice. Yeah. So, you know, keep that in mind. So, you know, we probably haven't seen the last of her. So I think it was nice to see, like, like you know, a third party come in and, you know, like, see, just wonder, like, okay, how many people does the Emperor have on speed dial that, hey, drop everything at, and just come here and do and do my dirty work for me? Just flipping through his bounty hunter Rolodex. <laughs> <laughs> as we, as you do. Exactly. So, you know, you know, we've had a good talk about, like, the characters, but characters are nothing without the action. So let's talk about some, uh, some like, moments here. You know, I put out some, you know, lists here. So let's start with, like, non-Lando moments, like, things that might have been around Lando, but, you know, characters, like, doing, you know, cool things. So do you guys have any, like, you know, specifics of, like, as you're reading, thought, aha, that's a, that's a fun moment. That's a good moment there. Because I fought this series was just chock full yeah of so definitely the first one that comes to mind is when Chaneth is waiting for the ship from palpatine to arrive and then you know we sort of pan over and mm -hmm. we see it's a scimitar and the droid's name is 066 and like that to me it just made me feel really giddy as someone who loves that lore stuff <laughs> yeah piggybacking off that i just like the whole interaction of her flying the ship in and communicating with the droid. It yeah. reminded me a lot of the triple zero beat or an yeah, Afro relationship yeah. where it's like, mm. uh, I, I destroyed you. You're just a floating head. So you can physically like help me with the ship. And I put a bomb in your neck. If you ever try and do anything, I'll blow you up. It's like, I, yeah, I thought that was a very fun dynamic of shut up. I just like, just let me drive the ship. Yeah. I, that was, that was one of the moments that, 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 that caught me too. I, I also, I enjoyed it, reminiscent of of sort of uh, Empire Strikes Back. I enjoyed uh, the captain suggesting the career change uh, to his to mm. his lieutenant. Of uh, well, I'm not getting out of this, but for you, <laughs> um, I hear the I, I hear the rebellions hire you know looking for help. Um, that was a little moment of levity for me that I kind of chuckled. Um, like it, not to get too dark here, but it seems like there's almost a trope with like imperial like you know, pilots and captains after, re you know, taking the, uh, taking the, the, the easy way out after they've really badly messed up. Like, you know, it, that seems like an, like a career path a lot I'm taking. It's just like, you know what, how about you, the entire bridge crew just like give up. You're not going to go anywhere. You're just going to be dead by association. So just, just take a hike, man. Yeah. Just I mean, it's like, get out of here. Is it uh dark visions Two where the, uh, the, uh, star destroyer, captain is like chasing this ship through like a, mm. a space log it's like you, you definitely see the consequences for failure in the empire are so astronomically high that people are willing to mm -hmm. do anything to not have to face the the con those consequences there was a moment exactly. early in the book that i was very intrigued by because 
then this is this is I think in book one it, where it's called no I actually it had to have been issue two because we didn't know it was Palpatine's ship until issue two. It was called it was originally called Palpatine's pleasure boat or, or pleasure uh, yeah, pleasure, pleasure yacht. yacht and yeah. I was <laughs> I was very um, I had questions. Uh, uh, about uh, about just, just cruising. Just yeah, cruising. I, I had a lot of yeah. questions about the, the the nature of that. Now, um, as we see, it, it had much more. Uh, you know, it was more of a security ship, and but but uh, I remember reading that. I remember reading it's it's Palpatine's pleasure yacht, and I was like, huh. That's the, I got a lot of images. I got a lot of lot, lot of questions and a lot of storylines going in my head. That's Get flashbacks to uh, to to shadows of the empire or was, dark empire. No, yeah, it was just it was an interesting choice of words for that character that just kind of caught me off guard um, because that's just not it's not a word that 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 uh, that I that it's not a it's not a relationship that I that I put together. Palpatine and pleasure yacht. So that was. Just wanted, wanted wanted to throw that out there as, as something that kind of caught me off guard. There must be something with like uh, antagonists and pleasure yachts because we've got Dryden Voss with his pleasure yacht in Solo. Mm. I, um, Jabba the Hutt probably has a pleasure yacht. He strikes me as a dude that have, have I, a pleasure yeah, yacht. Yeah, one hundred percent. I think the sand yeah. skiff was it's his like the sand skiff, yacht. You know? <laughs> yeah, very cool. Caleb, did you say what your favorite moment was? Um, I think as like there's a lot of really good ones. I think my f- like, on, like, the humor side, it's definitely Chenneth Tarl, like, we see her in the opening gambit, like, you know, taking out a, tr- a crime lord and flying away, and then Larry said, oh, well, when this client dro- calls, you have to drop everything. As he just drops the uh, target, you know, a thousand meters above sea level. That was, like, that's a great, like, you know, aha. Uh-huh, yeah. Yeah. It was very yeah. much a, a Vader, that. like, don't choke on your aspirations type of thing. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. Like, in... On the flip side of that, like Lobot's final message, like the pre-recorded, like okay, like Lando, don't don't beat yourself up about this. I got myself into this, so like don't don't stress about this. Like that was just like the thing that tied the whole series together is like Lobot being smart enough to know that how this is going to end, and right. that that was a really like great moment of like to end that sort of thing on a like a disharmonious sort of moment that definitely without that moment i probably score this at least another full point lower because it's just it's that it's that meaningful of a moment and and i think it's taken this long you know for us to see lando and other things especially in in 2020 uh for this to really resonate um I've had these comics. I've had these comics since they came out. Um, but this is this is just like my other, you know, endless table of novels. Um, this was on my. I hadn't read. I hadn't read read list. So I've owned this, and I own the Leia comics, and I hadn't read them. So uh, it was it was a really nice way to end on it, and I'm really glad I was able to, as as weird as it sounds, not read it until now, and know that there's a payoff. Uh, you know, in yeah, in the like- main line. You know, like uh, uh, that moment of like you were talking about when you saw the Darth moments like uh, mask, that wasn't something that came out until like two years later. So when people first read, they're like, huh, Sith artifact. Cool. Yeah. But like now that you've had the extra contents that were added on over the years, it's this becomes better and better. 100% agree. Yeah. It's really nice to see. 
are they Easter eggs? Because they're they were there before these books, or uh, I, I don't know how we how we classify that, but it is nice and well. I put it as an Easter egg. So <laughs> oh, okay. Yes. Well, then there we go. Exactly. To see the Easter eggs, uh, it's a lot of fun. Absolutely. All right, so let's move into some. We, we talked about the best non Lando moments. Let's talk about the best moments for our titular character, Lando. Uh, anyway, Tyler, do you want to start us off? So, uh, the for me, his giddiness. Like, there are a couple of like classic Lando moments. Um, I, I really think, Emma, I know you said at the top of the show that you, you thought there was some character growth uh, with the way that he handled uh, charming the governor to get the art piece. Mm-hmm. Um, I look at that as classic Lando, like like not not in the moment, but him going back and and I don't want to say bragging because I, that 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 puts a, a negative connotation to it. But the way that he was talking about it to to Lobot, that that like oh that's Lando, like yeah. that that feels like a yeah. Lando moment of like he's so convincing in the moment, and then afterwards he's like oh yeah that's whether or not that was his plan all along. I like that's I'm still to this day I don't know, and I don't even think he he Lando would know. Um, but that was definitely that felt like a signature Lando moment, and 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 realizing that he's worth three star destroyers is also another like he's kind of a little giddy about it at the same time of of trying to get out of it. That's those are the moments of of of, of his character that I that I enjoy um, because you know he's he he's got a lot of other ways to mess up. So um, those are two of my 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 more my favorite moments. Yeah, I have to say like the moment when he. Um escape the three star destroyers by like crisscrossing their tractor beams so that the two star destroyers would like mm-hmm. hit each other that was like it was so clever and honestly it reminded me of that part in solo when han was like i'm about to like do this trick that my friend showed me but my friend didn't make it but i can do it you know <laughs> <laughs> yeah. so yeah i really and his reaction of like oh yeah i've done that plenty of times yeah. like that's in my head you know <laughs> he sort of throws that qualifier in the simulation yeah, that that was a great part and and it was also better cuz like you know, we were cutting to like the star destroyer crews and like the captain was like a million credits to the ship that brings it in so of course like the empire's greatest fault is everyone is actually working out for themselves right. and not working together so if it had just been one person using the uh the tractor beams like they would have been stuck they would have been screwed but because everyone was crossing their streams and trying to get the the literal price in there like you know it all wound up being yeah, terrible I mean, honestly for like that whole sequence reminded me of some it, it felt like something that would be in the rebels tv show like like just some, yeah. something mm-hmm. creative mm-hmm. like totally. that uh, just trying to find a way to get out of it and of course like the the star destroyer is kind of like one of them slicing the the uh the bridge and the sort of that top part off of the other one it was so rogue one like uh, that whole sequence brought up so many images to my mind so yeah i, I think that that's my favorite lando moment mm-hmm uh, I think my personal favorite one, and this is going to take a little bit of explanation to set up, is, you know, during the entire, like, first several, you know, like, the entire series, Lando's like, oh, blasters, I, I guess I'll hold this so I can look cool, or I guess it's better to have a gun and not eat it, I'm not a blaster guy. But when I was first reading this years ago, I was thinking, well, I remember in Lego Star Wars 2, <laughs> you know, that there was actually, if, if you played the game, there's actually multiple tiers of blaster characters. Like, some people could just shoot their gun, but some people, if they timed it right, could dodge bullets. And some people had a dash, like, shoot. But there are two characters that could, uh, had a special, like, double jump, triple shot. One was 
Han Solo, who was one of the best blaster characters in the game, and the air one was Lando Calrissian. I was like, wait a second, Lando's good at guns. What is he talking about? Is he... He isn't. And then at the very end, you know, when he has that show off of, like, you know, you know, like, I guess I, like, y'all give me a chance to shoot this gun here, man. Come on. Like, you know, give me a blam blam. And just like that ultimate, that's the Lando moment. That was my favorite moment of the series of like, just like Lando doing the super long con of like, you know, lying to literally everyone that he has a hidden talent that no one knows. And he's the ultimate ace in the hole. That is my that is a deep moment. cut, and, and and I appreciate that uh, <laughs> you go you you talking about that. That's awesome. Yeah, that that definitely was going to be mine as well. And just like to piggyback off that a little bit, uh, just yeah, he goes on for so long talking about how he doesn't like blasters, doesn't care for it. And I remember it was like in one of the I think it was aftermath life debt, one of the interludes in there. He was like t- like trying to like recapture cloud city with a slug thrower which is like a conventional like I remember that, yeah. pistol and he's like talking about how he's gonna like save it for ben solo when he grows up and i was like i thought that was a cool moment so absolutely not related to the story whatsoever but it, hey it's it's lando so it counts right yeah for sure absolutely. and i mean in solo you, know, you guys remember like um his his gun was beautiful it was like silver uh, or I guess chromium, and his enemies probably mm. think, "Oh, that's just that's just for show. That's like Lando's fancy, right. You know, gun. It's just for beauty or whatever." Um, but if he needs it, damn, he can shoot. <laughs> exactly. You know. All right, so uh, let's just uh, round it down with a couple of miscellaneous questions here. Um, so now that Lando and Lobot are in the 2020 Star Wars mainline comic, um, looking back or forward, how it depends on how you look at it, um, does that make this story more meaningful to you? I'll start with uh, Tyler. Uh, yeah, I, I mentioned it a, a little while ago. I, I'm, I'm, I get much more out of this knowing that the mainline 2020 series is out there and that they're a main feature of that. I don't think I would have liked this as much if I had read this when I bought these these books in 2015. So um, seeing that in in 2015 and seeing or in 2020 and seeing uh, Lando's passion and Lando's drive to do right by Lobot, I, I think it makes it, it makes this all so much better um than than you know than a time when when that comic wasn't around yeah i'm a i i definitely appreciate the fact we're getting more and don't get me wrong i'm really excited to see if we get payoff from this but i think that it it is able to stand on its own i don't think like it's a great story regardless of the the existence of the 2020 run I, yeah, again, I, I want to see where it goes. I hopefully we get some follow-up on it, but I think the story, like I read it, I think the first time I read it was like 2017 or 2018, or 2018 probably. So like this is before that run existed, and I think it was a, a perfectly satisfying story, uh, and I didn't feel like it needed to go anywhere else just because I knew what happens with Lobot, and I knew what happens with Lando in, in the movies. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Caleb, any thoughts? No, yeah. pretty much all the same. Like, well, I read it years ago, but as I go back in and I'm now reading more things, like, it is exciting to see how much more relevant that, you know, Charles Soule is going back to his, some of his earlier work and re- not necessarily redoing things, but applying things from that. And it makes me excited for what's going to happen in the yeah. future. Yeah, for me, I think I think 
mm-hmm. you know, I did read this before the 2020 mainline. Reading it again now, I think, you know, I kind of enjoyed seeing that Lando and Lobot dynamic in an earlier phase of their friendship, I guess you could say. And um, I think either way, it, it's still uh, a very meaningful and impactful uh, relationship in those scenes that we see. So, um, all right, last question before Easter eggs for you guys. And uh, here we go. So who would be your dream heist team? And so for time, I'm going to limit this to you can pick two Star Wars characters. Um, and I'll just does anybody want to volunteer to go first before I call out someone? Okay, I, I got this. Yeah. Okay. So first is a, I feel like a solid pick. Uh, an all-around great character is Echo. Oh, yeah. Not only is he, like, a great Ooh. fighter and, uh, and uh, has, like, all that military tactics in his head, he's got the scomp. He can, like, go into <laughs> any computer, like, unlock he's doors handy. and stuff. Like, he's a... He's a like a multi-tool of a of a clone man, and so he's definitely my number one pick. Mm-hmm. And then I was I, I was thinking of some few in my head. Uh, I was thinking of bounty hunter because you need mm-hmm. the fighter. Before only gonna go two, I'm actually gonna I think Echo's got that locked down as well. So I'm gonna go a pilot. We need a getaway pilot, uh, and I think I'm gonna pick um, wedge Antilles. Ooh, good pick. So Ooh. I think my, a, a wedge Echo, and I think I think the two of them can get along. I mean, they're not. Yeah. Th- neither of them are evil, so I think it, it, that plays well. <laughs> so wedge and Echo, and myself, of course, are, are gonna be the uh, dream uh, heist team. That is a good one. That's a good one. I'll go next. So I was thinking about this from a couple different ways, and and I was actually glad you put the the, the two character limit. Um, I'm going to go with the, 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 since this is a heist, we need somebody to be able to break in and get me anywhere I need to go. So it has to be a droid. But you need a droid with attitude. And, and you need a droid who's willing to kind of tell you how stupid you're being, but at the same time know that, he's, know, know that you're going to get it done anyway. So I got to go with Chopper. Oh and, good, okay. Yeah. <laughs> I got I gotta good. go with Chopper as 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 my 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 sidekick. And then um I agree with you, Jacob, that you need a pilot, but you also need some muscle. Uh you need somebody who's gonna act as as kind of both of those. And so um Chewy it would it would also be in my crew because he's gonna yeah. I know that he's gonna be loyal to me. I know that he's that I mean he's got a a great shot and and when i need him to get in the pilot seat i can trust him to get us out of almost any any mess because he's a better pilot than han solo let's just let's just you know call a spade a spade <laughs> uh so yeah so chopper and, and chewy those are, are my, great uh, picks are, are my 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 crew great pick so okay i was really mm-hmm. worried that you're gonna pick uh one of my uh characters because i also want a really sassy droid on my team um and this uh, he sort of doubles as my pilot um, as well as as well as a little bit of muscle and uh, and a little bit of the brains. That's K two S O. I, I think he'd be mm-hmm. like a, you know he pick. can go undercover. Uh, he can fly. He can also punch people. He can throw grenades. Like he's very versatile. And then so for my that was like a no brainer pick for me. My second pick on the other hand, I, I kind of have a hard time with, but I can't get away from picking Kira. And the reason is mm. that she's very, you don't really suspect that she's going to come in and steal all your treasures, right? She's, she's very unassuming mm. and, and could sort of, uh, she's a good actor. So um, I, think, I think she'd be very versatile on my team. So it's going to be uh, myself, Kira, and K2SO, 
and uh, we're going to take over the huts for, for the crime lords. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, that leaves me to you. I, I can't have had two options. One of them would be the classic team of like R2-D2 and C-3PO because they're droids and no one suspects them. But I think my actual pick is going to be um, Boba That's Fett. Okay. Like, he's not someone you think of as a heist high sort of person but at the same time when has he ever That's failed or not done a valid job? point like you know we could pick someone like hondo or han solo but you know that they always mess it up in the end but that's not something boba fett does he always gets his man so i think it'd be boba fett and this is going to be a weird pick but i think you know going off of emma's like you know morally ambiguous qui-gon oh, Jin. interesting oh okay like he's he's not above cheating a random street merchant out of his goods, you know. He did you just call does Anakin? Like <laughs> he was to Watto. Oh my god! And that's our show. <laughs> but like, legitimately, he like you know, Watto shows him like you know tries to get him to roll off, and he totally uses the force to get what yeah, he I... wants out of Watto. Like the first thing he did is try to mind wipe him. Like you know, no, you'll take credits my credits. Like come fine. on, man, just give me. Exactly. So Qui-Gon Jinn has that moral ambiguity there to, and he'll get whatever to get what he needs done. So like it like if you um, make a good enough cause, like it'll help be good for a republic in the long run. Qui-Gon Jinn would steal anything. You kind of have a point That's... there. You do. Yeah. And it would be and it'd be fun to see him and Boba Fett together. That'd be just like a weird that dynamic. Would be such a weird dynamic. Oh my goodness. Wow. Like wow, when you first said Qui-Gon, a... I was like, where is he going with this? But now I kind of understand. <laughs> I like. I was kind of also thinking like a you know somewhat more roguish Jedi, and I think on, Rail Ass oh, yeah. would be another good. That's pick. what I was thinking too. If you're going to go with a Force user, but I I think Caleb's convinced me that Qui Gon is a better pick. Tim or Quinlan oh, Voss. Quinlan Voss is mm. another good Quil- one. Yeah, and his yeah his like whatever the ability is where you can like touch things and see the history of it. That would be pretty helpful for like. Oh, that's true. Yeah, you stuff. could like see if it's valuable or not, or like. You guys have got me yeah. thinking now. Like, Asajj Ventress would be like the best person to have on your heist team. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, we could we could go on about about our uh, our picks all night. Next week, the heist. Yes, I was <laughs> just about to say that we should do like a like a plan your own heist in a draft. Um, but yeah. maybe maybe for a future episode, maybe if you guys if you guys want that, that might be fun. Um, but for now, we have Jacob's famous Easter eggs, Jacob. Hit us with those Easter eggs. All right, stretching out here. Okay, we got we got a good amount this week. Um, so issue number one starts on Castle, which where he's stealing the artifact from that moth, and that's a world mentioned in Legends in the Old Republic comic series, uh, which again, right here, um, and it is the homeworld of the Gossam species. Uh, next, uh, Lando mentions that not everyone likes knowing the odds obviously a reference to i don't know like the billion times we hear it in the series um uh, the mob boss torin appears both in dr afra and the podameron comic series um podameron uh his little fairies are called uh zimpy gimp uh yeah jimpy uh which are first referred to by name in high republic issue number one that's oh, the little yeah, fairy the... species that uh keeps oh, saves totally uh, forgot about that during her trials um then Corin Purs was a Sava, similar to a professor at the University of Barleth, which is where Dr. Afra studied. Um, the Imperialis, which is uh, Emperor Palpatine's ship, 
has a, a larger role to play in the universe. Uh, after it's destroyed, the remains are sent to the scrap moon of uh, Quanti, Quanshi, uh, which was recently seen in High Republic Adventures. That's the scrap moon that the Nihil are on for, for a little bit. Uh, and then also in the Aftermath trilogy, Sloan uses the data uh, from this ship to find the origin of Gallius Rax. Uh, in addition, each of the Emperor's observatories has a copy of the Imperialis, and Sloane uses one on Jakku to escape to the Unknown Regions with the uh, beginning of the First yeah, Order. Yeah, I thought it sounded familiar for um, some reason. It's been forever yeah, since I've read those books. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Uh, and then uh, in the... Uh, let's see. Uh, Chanth Cha uh, also appears in Souls Dark, uh, Darth Vader Dark Lord of the Sith, issue number 11. Uh, her and her parents were the ones that try to like assassinate Darth Vader. They have like these energy bubbles that they're in. Oh, I totally like. I remember that, but I didn't yeah, realize that me was neither. her that she grew up to. Yeah. So, uh, and then she also appears in Kieran Gillen's Darth Vader 2015 number 16. Uh, Vader puts out a bounty for Doctor Afra to a, a like a, a big group of bounty hunters, and she's standing in the, that group. And then, yeah. So speaking on her future, Charles Soul mentioned on Twitter that she would be making an appearance somewhere in War of the Bounty Hunters. So we do have to keep an eye out for her there. Uh, so she's not quite out of the game yet. Uh, next, uh, Wraith Cyanar of uh, Cyanar Systems was believed to design the Imperialis by himself. He also played a role in designing Tarkin's Carrion Spike ship from the Tarkin novel. Uh, and mm. he has a history and legends as well. First appearing in uh, Rogue Planet uh, in 2000. Uh, and in Legends, he designed the scimitar for Darth Sidious. Uh, speaking of the scimitar, the scimitar we saw in this uh, series was once Darth Maul's ship in Episode 1. And the droid companion, 066, seems like a very thinly veiled <laughs> reference to Order 66. Uh, and then lastly, of course, the Sith mask for Darth Moment is a large piece of Soul's Darth Vader series. Uh, and it's a big part of the final arc, Fortress Vader. So there we go. Those are good work as always. Amazing job as always. Chalk full of it. All right, good so job. so now's the time to rewrite the book, and, and I'm going to start with Caleb. And the reason I'm going to start there is because I know that you you're, you're going to give it continue. I doubt you're going to lower your score. But I'm going to give you the floor to give one last opportunity to pitch to the three of us why our scores should be a little higher. So Caleb, uh, take it away. Yes, it is still a 10 out for me. I think the reason I rate it so highly is one, I read it, it was one, some of the first like uh, Star Wars arcs and comics I was reading as I was getting back into the series, but getting back into what the new comic canon was. And I, it just like stood out for how well it was paced. Like if you read the actual comp, like cover, like each page has like it's like double page has its own like color theme, mm -hmm. color scheme to it. So like the way it's laid out is great. Like it is a foundation, like it really sets up a lot of things down the line. So it's really solid there. And it just has a really simple like premise, like in the first five, six pages, we know what the story is going to be. It's going to be a ship heist. And it tells that story all the way to the end. So it's not leaving like dangling, like, you know, plot threads of like, you know, like, you know, it's not like sequel baiting you. It, it tells its story in a complete and condensed little package. Like, you know, everyone comes out here in scarred and has like problems, but we know they will go through with it. And just like the whole story is just a nice little encapsulation of what 
I think a heist movie would be in Star Wars. All right, so I'm going to come to Jacob first and and ask, did Caleb change your mind in any in, in any of that? So I, you know, I'm surprised Caleb didn't give it an 11. <laughs> I mean, wouldn't put it past him. But so no, I I start with an eight. I will be generous and go up to an 8.5. I still think. The story as a whole is a, lo- a little bit lacking for me. Uh, it's a little—I mean, it is a little straightforward. I think it's nice that I—it's—I don't feel like there needs to be more. Uh, but yeah, the, the characters between Lobot and Lando and Chanth Cha, I—I I think are really what carry it for me. So I, yeah, I'll, I'll give it an eight point five. And then also, I—I I, I do really like the art style. Yeah. Uh, for it, I—it's—it's I, it's a little a little different. Um, colors outside like colors outside the lines a little bit and i think it's yeah it's, it's darker it's not quite cam kennedy but it's but it it, it yeah and also like the the lines it's a little bit more like sketch like mm-hmm. it's not like clear crisp lines always so i i, I like the style um it, yeah it's nice to get a little well a little something different every now and again but yeah i'll give it an 8.5 okay so you convince one person let's go to emma Next, and see what see what she gives it. Yeah, so it would uh, it would feel weird not to increase my score after a round table, um, and I'm gonna do it again. I'm gonna increase my <laughs> score uh, a little bit, albeit, but um, you know, like Jacob said, the the story, you know, it wasn't my favorite, but um, after our discussion, I would I, I think um, I think I have a greater appreciation for the characters, um, the background characters, especially. Um, you know, talking about uh, Sava and uh, and Shanath Cha, uh, just really interesting stuff with the the Sith artifacts and lore and the Imperialis, and of course the Skimitar appearing with the uh, aptly named O six six droid. Um, I don't know. There's just a lot of really enjoyable p- uh, pieces of lore in here. Um, and while the story might not have been my favorite, I did really enjoy the um, cast of characters. So I'm going to bump it up to an 8.3. All right. So I will also bump it up a little bit because for the, a lot of the reasons that what, that what Emma just said, I the, I think the lasting thing for that, that, that this series leaves with me with is I want to see these characters again. And, and, and I'd like all of these characters... Well, I mean, not the twins, but the rest <laughs> of the characters are, are are give. There's enough there that I want to see more of them, and and I think that that's while the story is kind of smaller and 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 more succinct, and there's not a lot of galaxy changing elements to it. The characters are, are something that really sticks with me, and I'd like to see them again. So, um, I originally gave an eight point five. Uh, I'm going to bump it up to an eight point seven five uh, because the characters are just just really really great. Um, and, and, uh, yeah, it was a, it was a fun, fun story to read. Uh, and, and, you know, Charles soul, like we said at the top, he's, he's, he's all right. So, um, but all right, well, that is going to do it for this week's episode of the cosmic force. Don't forget to subscribe to the show, uh, whether you're watching it here on YouTube live, or if you're listening to this whenever and wherever you are in the future, uh, make sure you subscribe on your podcast platform, um, so that way you can get it live in your feed or you can join us every Wednesday night at 8 p.m. on YouTube to hear us live. Uh, if you like what you hear, please leave us a review on iTunes. Um, give us a like. Uh, it, it definitely helps new listeners find the show. Uh, and be also, also be sure to visit utini.com for reviews, articles, and news for the entire expanded universe. 
Uh, we encourage you to join our Utini Discord community by going to utini.com slash discord. Uh, and if you'd like to help support the show, you can find us on patreon.com slash utini and start receiving exclusive perks starting at just $5 a month. A uh, special thank you to Cheryl Bell, Patrick Ortiz, and Carl Sander on our Jedi High Council, and Carl, Kyle Hickman, Elizabeth Cloutier, Jason Mitchell, Freddie C., and Sally and Chris Eilison on our Alliance High Command for their continued and amazing support. Uh, you can tweet the show at Cosmic Force Show to get in those Art of the Week suggestions or hit us up in our Discord if you're a part uh, of our Discord channel. Uh, you can also tweet the host individually. I'm at Ty Rags. Emma is at Jedi 26 Caleb is at Caleb Lamanek. And Jacob is at Jacob Bosch. Uh, thanks again to Emma, Caleb, and Jacob for hosting, hosting with me tonight. Uh, a special thank you to our listeners in the chat. You guys were very active tonight, and we really do appreciate it. It gives us lots of fun. And for all of you listeners in the future, wherever you are, we thank you very much. Uh, until we see you again next week, may the Force be with you. 